He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island, as well as voters on the Stats Perform Top 25 ballot. Wait, I have to double check, Sean. That, that I said that correctly. I always get corrected by Craig because I always say it wrong. I believe it is. Stats perform. Stats perform. FCS. Top 25. Top 25. Top 25. Stats perform. Okay, FCS. Top 25. So we've done two of these episodes and then we kind of took a couple weeks off from doing these just because of travel complications. But as we're coming up really close in the next few weeks of the, um, the playoff bracket being released for FCS football, Sean and I decided we want to do as many of these ballot shows as possible. We're going to be breaking down our ballots for the top 25s, uh, for Stats Perform, our reasoning for placement for some of these teams, and more. Before we get to that, though, Sean, can you just share a quick word to our listeners from Bet Online? Didn't know I was going to have to do a read today. Just kidding, I didn't. I always have it ready, you loser. Look at you, professional. True Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. If you feel like betting on a contest and then – Yelling at me about it, how I was wrong. Go ahead, do that, but use Bet Online. All the hoops, betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. That is the promo code Bet Online where the game starts. Boy, did I take a bath on, mon- on, on Sunday night football. God, you could not, you just, you just couldn't put it together that way. Uh, bills are frauds. Their windows have closed, and nobody should want to play the Bengals right now. That's how we're looking at it. Also, sorry all right, about well, the we're... Giants news. Okay. Well, I'm not. I don't really care at this point. It's kind of one of those things where the season was already over. Maybe this opens the door. No, for you were confident us. going into the season. No, 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 I knew after a couple of weeks that that this after like week five, you knew that the season was over. I've already been experienced enough with dealing with that. I'm not. I know not to get my hopes up. So you shut the hell up. At least I'm not like you thinking that the Falcons are going to make the playoffs nope. every nope, single Nope, I'm dead inside. Well, the only reason I think that is because they have literally the easiest schedule uh, out of the NFL, and they're in the worst uh, uh, conference, and they can't uh, – or, or the worst division, and they can't win any games. So uh, it's, it's a dead well, inside, lonely, and hollow man. Well, we're here to talk oh, FCS. Right. So I want to start off – with discussing um the obvious point here that i want to we did the way that we did this last time is is kind of highlighting a couple key teams that we have and and where we placed them and i want to start with montana who not going too deep on them because we we kind of explained our reasoning or rationale and everything on the show early on in the week i ended up placing them at number three i think that you had them at number five i have them at four correct you have them yeah. before. So they're in a very similar range. And I have already gotten some pushback on this. And I, I put a very succinct explanation. I think a lot of rational fans are understanding of where I'm coming from. Those that want an excuse being made for their team because of the bad loss are seeking that they're placed at number two. Plain and simple, Montana has looked really good over the last couple of weeks. And they're surging and they deserve to be in that number three spot for me, they deserve to move up higher and to be right behind Idaho. That puts them ahead of Furman, Montana State, uh, other teams like South Dakota, because they have these past good, really, really nice wins against Sacramento State and against Idaho. But we cannot ignore 
that really bad loss against Northern Arizona. Yep. It's not like it's not like like here's a good example. If they had played like Austin P or something, and they lost to Austin P, who is in the back end of the top twenty-five, or maybe it was North Dakota, who's in the back end of the top twenty-five, and they lost to them. It would be a much different conversation, but they lost to a sub 500 team. And there has been some people reference, oh, they've beaten Northern Arizona has beaten multiple ranked teams. Well, they did at the time that they played them. Those teams that they beat, I believe, are Weber State and Eastern Washington. So those wins are now not really as credible. So we have to recognize that Northern Arizona loss is not great. It does not look on good on the overall resume. I understand that they have the head-to-head win and they have very similar records, but because of the overall totality of the accomplishments of Idaho, we can't overlook it. I look at it as talent uh, to round out my top five. Montana earned a a crack in there, uh, and then we said on the uh, the first FCS show of the week, the Furman schedule, games played, games won, games lost it's not as impactful no matter how good they've been this year and they have been very good it's not as impactful as as what idaho montana state montana have done uh so i have them uh slotted at five and then obviously idaho two montana state three montana four and i i that's going to be pushed back because i know what montana has done but i believe that idaho is more talented and montana state is more talented so if i'm going to grade the top four it's going to come down to talent and 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 what i see these teams doing what they've done and what they've shown me and those three teams above montana have shown me more talent even though idaho did suffer a loss to them they control their destiny i think more than any other team they have a huge advantage for the fact that they play montana state in the final week of the season idaho doesn't have any more ranked matchups and that's just a scheduling conflict i guess it's just it's how it boiled down reality of it was a buzzsaw early and they proved themselves early and now they get to polish up before the playoffs and i think and if if there is any complaints from any of these fans in the top five i don't get it because they're in the playoffs you know they've they've done enough they're in the bracket close out your season hot that's what you should be focused on teams in the 12 to 22 range should be nervous. They are the ones that should be more worried because a loss or two losses or a crucial win dictates way more than, than, than any movement within the top four, at least for my ballot. And that that's where my concern would be. If I were an FCS fan is what happens with the B teams. Picking up Sean with another team that I think is a big riser that I want to talk about and bring up is Albany. They are a big riser, and I think that they need to be recognized as such. I ended up placing them at number 10, and they weren't that highly ranked for me last week. But when I look at the just the overarching resume for them, they have a really close loss against UNH, which isn't a bad team. They're no longer ranked. But their wins against William & Mary, against Villanova, and against Rhode Island yep. are very credible. And the reason why I think they deserve to be up that high, with only three losses, a close loss against Marshall, They have a very similar record to Delaware, and they can really challenge Delaware maybe for that top spot in the CAA. I know that there's a a ridiculous tiebreaker going on right now with the CAA, but Albany for me is one of those programs that probably not going to be in that top five discussion at any point, but still just a really quality football team as we always get uh, a couple of good teams in the CAA. 
Yeah, Albany's had a good year. My, if we're talking about risers, uh, a steady riser throughout the season that got a, a big bump uh, for me was Austin P. Uh, their offense just puts up points, and it's impressive. They've gone 52, 41, 48, 49, 33. They've won all those games. That is something that is going to get you on a ballot. It is a, a tremendous October, November push. They don't have a cupcake end of the year uh, either. They close out with Central Arkansas, which is going to be a massive game uh, between the two, at least for my seedings, because Central Arkansas has been on and off, on and off. I've been higher than most voters, uh, and at times have been lower than most voters with Central Arkansas. Uh, but that game, I know I'm not trying to, to, to storyboard for two weeks from now, but Austin P has been a riser similar to Albany where they've just ch- uh, collected good wins, showed uh, good things, uh, and they both have good quarterbacks. Uh, Poffin Barger at Albany has been solid this year. And then the Austin P quarterback, oh, I'm blanking, but I'm going to get it. Mike DeLillo, best shot I had at it right there off the top of my head, uh, has been good as well. So I- I'm seeing some similarities from the two. Uh, Albany, a little bit more of a, uh, a meat grinder, though, in the CAA. That's why I have them ranked higher as well. I actually got a lot of pushback for for me putting Albany at 24, and I just have to be completely blunt. A lot of people were perplexed by this. I don't hate you putting them at 16, but we got to be really honest with ourselves. They don't have a single good win. They are one of the few Albany teams or P? that I have. Austin P. Okay, gotcha. Austin, Austin P. for me does not have a, signal, a single quality win on their schedule, and their two losses was a stopping against SIU and then to Tennessee. And I... Some people were saying, like, yeah, their one loss is against a, a top top 15 program in the Missouri Valley, so we shouldn't really knock them for that. But when you lose by 20-plus points, and then again, you don't really have a win on your schedule to say, look how good we are, yeah. I, I can't really justify putting you in the top 20. And I, I think that Harvard has a better win than them. I think that Youngstown has better wins than them. I think that North Dakota State obviously has better wins than them. North Dakota has the North Dakota State win, so I put them ahead of North Dakota State. I, Incarnate Word, you can maybe make the argument should go below Austin P, but they have similar records. Yeah, they're two they're, they're two co- fish in the same pot, uh, basically. Incarnate Word was we're waiting for it to drop out. Austin P, it's like all right, let's see what the continuation is, and that's what I've, I, I I'm gonna I'm going to appreciate an offense that is putting up a high amount of points, almost in a, in a sense of in a vein of Western Carolina, what they were doing during their stretch. I didn't love all of their wins, uh, but I'm going to respect the dynamic, uh, how dynamic their offense can be uh, moving forward. I mean, if you put up, uh, it, and I'm, it's going to sound, someone's going to be like, why don't you rank Presbyterian then in 2021 uh, when, when they were putting up 70 a game? I don't, if you're putting up roughly. Well, they didn't, they didn't have one FCS loss. That's the, that's the I, difference. I got gotcha. you. But if you're putting up roughly 250 points in five weeks, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take note of that, and I did, and I, I I think they're, at least for this week, they're safe. Yeah, I, I it's kind of similar to the Montana situation. Let's see how they play against Central Arkansas. That is their hardest game. They're in a conference that they don't play a very difficult schedule, and you could push back and say, well, why do you have Lafayette ranked at eight, eighteen if they don't play a difficult schedule? Well, they beat Holy Cross. That is a more credible win for me than anything that is on the Austin P resume so far uh, i'm trying to think what others that, that kind of stand out to me that one boy wait, by the way i have to bring this one up florida atlantic this is my last one i had somebody chime in and think that florida atlantic being at 13 is a crazy thing they've got one loss yeah. and they've kind of boat raced a number of teams 
in their conference, I, I got to recognize that they've played really good football. That I understand, I understand that they don't play the same schedule as the Missouri Valley or the Big Sky, but they still have a really nice resume and have played really strong all season yeah. long. I don't know if they end up getting to the playoff because I know that there's some complications with the auto bid for the HBCUs and if they end up playing in the Celebration Bowl and all that. But if they do get that opportunity to go to the playoff, I, I think that they'd put up a pretty good fight. I think that they're a pretty good program and they have, based on record, we have to recognize the importance of a good record a better record than teams like Villanova, Chattanooga, UNI, UT Martin, and, and so forth. Behind. Uh, Florida A&M has been a, a, a model of consistency so far. They had a great win on ja against Jackson State at the beginning of the year, and since then they just have not slowed down. They lost to USF uh, by 14, okay, uh, but then win by 21, win by 13, win by, what would that be, 24, 7, 10, uh, 38, and then another one by 14 continuously. They have been right there the entire time, uh, and I've been completely comfortable ranking FAMU as high as they have uh, because they haven't suffered a debilitating loss that would prompt a dropping. Like the North Dakota State loss to North Dakota, impactful, and they were underneath FAMU after that for me because that was a debilitating loss for North Dakota State. FAMU hasn't suffered that yet. And the record and and not having that and, and just being able to take care of business goes a long way in my poll. It does. Uh, the cupcake schedule, I, I know I rant about it. And then, you know, poll makers are going to use stats and points whenever it favors them. But FAMU's done a good job uh, so far this season. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that it's good of you uh, to recognize them as well. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, just shifting a little bit. I don't know what I'm going to do with the CAA at the end of it. It's just going to be a crapshoot all the way down in case there are CAA fans wondering why the rankings are, are seemingly scatterbrained at times. It's because it's a scatterbrained conference. And at the end of it, we'll tally up who beat who and everyone's going to look like they beat everyone. And then do you rank on on talent? Do you rank on out of conference? What it, it, There's going to be a lot of factors to give the final CAA evaluations at the end of the year. And that's not something I'm looking forward to, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out in the last couple of weeks here. Uh, any other final thoughts of uh, teams that I didn't get to? Um, did you put Nichols on there? No. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know if you did or didn't. No. Okay. No. Why would I? Did you put Nichols yeah, on there? Twenty-three. Huge win. Do they have? Do they have the resume? A huge win. Oh, I was just wondering if you if if you put them on. This week. Who have they? Who is Nichols? Wait, wait. What is? Who is Nichols? Beat? They just knocked off Incarnate Word. I would. Last I week. put. Okay, but besides beating Incarnate Word, they who beat they Powerhouse beat? Uh, Houston Christian. Okay, so that's why you put them on there. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I'm actually going to be completely honest. They they weren't even on my radar because they've got a loss to SEMO, they lost to Tulane, they lost to TCU. So they played two FBS teams, which is kind of tough. They got boat raced by Sac State, and what else is there on here? I mean, the resume is fine. I I think it's fine, and I have them at twenty three. It's I don't have them in the top twenty. All right, so so I'm acknowledging that it's making it sound like fine. Did. I was just wondering if you did. They're number one in the Southland right now. Um. Okay. Outside of Nichols, any anyone else that we're thinking of? Here? Uh, I mean, everyone else is kind of. It was not that much shifting. I mean, my biggest shift was obviously the jump from from Montana and giving them the credits. 
Sac State, I dropped them to nine after the loss. How far did you? Did you? Put them at yeah, 10? I moved. I moved them to eight, eight because yeah. we had we had a week where Sac State, Delaware, SIU, Chattanooga, Lafayette, and Incarnate Word, and North Dakota State all lost. So there has to be prompt reshuffling of all those teams. So Sac State has the best resume of all the teams that lost, despite them having three losses. Two of their losses were by a singular score. Uh, oh no! Wait, one was one was thirty six twenty seven versus Idaho. The other one was forty two to thirty to Montana State. So those aren't particularly bad no. losses. The Stanford win is is very significant. I have to reiterate this because for some reason this is not totally understood by some folks. As individuals, two of us who've played against FBS opponents, it's really freaking hard to beat an F- FBS team. So for them to do that with a Pac twelve team. They deserve a lot of extra recognition for doing so. It's a really tough accomplishment to pull. Yeah, the off. FCS is is with all the transfer portal and all of the and everything, it's slowly getting closer and closer to the G five competitiveness, and, and we see that. We saw uh, even with our time at Rhode Island, CAA always puts up a good fight against against G fives, and teams across the country normally do also. It's not hey come on in, we'll blow you out, and then we'll send you home. And you're like, oh, this is G5? No, it's getting closer. But those P5 teams, it, it's it's impactful when you when you could take them down to the wire or when you could beat them. So the Sac State respect, they, they've garnered some. They've garnered a good uh, enough goodwill uh, on the season to have them still uh, in a prominent position, even given their losses, which were not bad losses. Montana, Montana has shown that they are not to be joked around with Idaho and Montana state as well. Uh, so I didn't drop them that much either. I was expecting to a little bit more, but then I'm looking at it and I was looking at all the other losses of the week and I'm like, ah, well still, it's not that bad. They're still, they're still playing. The last one that I just want to throw a shot in here on, and then, and then we can wrap here. Uh, Northern Iowa was really perplexing for me. And yes, I, I got all year of, for me with that. I, all year. I, I got a lot of shit last week by you and I fans. And I really think that they're a team that you could put anywhere between 16 and 25. And you're not wrong. I don't think that it, it is a foregone conclusion that they deserve to be ranked really highly. Like I, I, that needs to be emphasized here because their best wins are against Youngstown and North Dakota, who, don't have the greatest records and they also both don't have the best resumes and their two losses are bad. Like they have two of the worst losses. Yeah, but they caught North I Dakota think. hot also. That was right after the, um, yeah. yes, yes, they did. I actually, I would argue that it's not really hot. It's just after a big win, yeah, but, but their losses sure. are by multiple scores out. to Weber. Yes, it is semantics that multiple score lost to Weber. And then we saw the domination that occurred against South Dakota yep. state like that. I don't really feel comfortable moving Northern Iowa ahead of North Dakota State, but I had to do it because North Dakota State now has the same record as North Dakota and also lost to North Dakota. So that was what was inevitably going to play out. It's they've been tricky. It's a weird I, shuffling, weird shuffling for the back end of the. the I Missouri can empathize Valley. with you on that. Northern Iowa has been sketchy to say the least uh, with how however you're going to rank them. I think I have been 13, uh, but Joe, that North Dakota State game we get to have some resolution on the 18th as those two face off. And then we can finally decide. Yep. All right. Where well, was Northern Iowa legit the whole time? Were they catching teams sleepy? What's the deal? And we should be able to, because North Dakota state has now become the litmus test for legit or not. 
Uh, and that's their role this year. It's a great, it, it's, it's not a fun role, but it's a great role for us mm. to analyze and see how you perform against North Dakota state, truly a B, a B ranked team this year. That's what they are. And if you whoop them, then you're in the B plus a minus. If you cr- absolutely crush them, you're an a team. If you lose to them, you're B minus to C range. And then if it's close, then you're a B team. And I think you and I is a B team. And I think it's going to be a close game with them. Uh, but that's how it's going to shake out in my, if I were to, to uh, make a prediction for a couple weeks from now, uh, right now, that's what it's looking like. All right. That'll be it from us folks. Let us know what you think below in the comments, hit that like button, hit that subscribe, wherever you're tuning in. If it's on audio or on video, we'll be back later on the week with our preview for week 11. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.